This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Um, the Texans have added to their coaching staff. Um, they, they now have both coordinators. Uh, of course, Matt Burke, the former defensive line coach for the Cardinals, is going to be the defensive coordinator over the weekend. It was reported, and I'm guessing it'll soon be announced by the team, that um, Bobby Slowick is going to be the offensive coordinator, former passing game coordinator in San Francisco with D'Amico Ryans, young guy, mid-30s. Gerard Johnson, former A&M quarterback and a friend of the station, good friend of John Lopez, um, he is going to be the quarterback's coach. Yeah. And he has spent time... In Minnesota last year, so he's been he's he has some credit hours at Kubshanistan uh, U, yeah. Um, and he was in Indianapolis for a couple years before that. He was an intern at San Francisco in D'Amico Ryan's first year with the Niners as a quality control coach. So D'Amico has experience with Gerard Johnson. I like these two hires. I'm I'm, I'm excited about the Kubshanistan offense coming to town. I, and I do think too that one thing D'Amico had talked about was having. Like diversity of experiences and skill sets on the coaching staff. So guys that maybe have different teaching styles. He said you want to have different teaching styles because different guys have different learning styles. And and I think that with Slowick especially, you see a guy that has coached on the defensive side of the ball, has coached on the offensive side of the ball for the last two years, and he's been pegged as kind of one of Shanahan's next young bright stars. And um. Another positive, too, that I don't think I've seen anybody else mention about this in a second. But I think that the other thing about Slowick is he worked at Pro Football Focus for two years. So like you want to talk about having a different perspective on things. <laughs> and, you know, just exactly the, whatever you think of Pro Football Focus, know this, that a lot of NFL teams contract with them for a lot of their really advanced work like their super expensive commercial version of stuff. So the grades and everything that they put out there is a little bit clickbaitish. A lot of the other stuff is some really good stuff. Slowick has worked on that side of it. So he's got an analytical perspective, a defensive perspective, uh, and an offensive perspective. But I also think this. Slowick, from what I've seen of him so far, has more of a kind of a, um, a computer programmer vibe to him. Like, uh, just, I think maybe in the same way that Vic Fangio wasn't thought to have a head coach personality for a long time, I feel like Slowick's personality, from what I've seen of it, doesn't strike me as a head coach personality. And that can be a very good thing if what you're trying to do is retain an offensive Yes, yes. You've got D'Amico that's going to have guys out wanting to crack heads and play like, like just absolute animals out there. But then you've got perhaps kind of a logistical genius on the offensive side of the ball. So those two those two personality types can complement each other without necessarily being at risk of losing him to a, a head coaching position yep. all that quickly. That's a that's a really good point. Um text message trailer wheel and frame text page. Okay. Um you can hit it, Ben. Yeah. Thank you. 
8480. I noticed this too, and I and I thought of you when this happened, Seth, in the post game, because you and I were both chuckling at the thought of Terry Bradshaw making fun of Sean Payton for eating all the snacks. Terry Bradshaw, who's gotten heavy in his old age. Yeah. Did yeah. you see on the post game? Bradshaw's always the one when it's Fox. He's always the one that presents the, the Lombardi Trophy. He's the one that interviews the guy. Well, the commissioner presents a Lombardi Trophy, but Bradshaw is the one that does the interviews up on stage. Mm-hmm. And he he so he first interviews uh, Clark Hunt, the owner, and Andy Reid is standing behind Clark Hunt on the other side of Clark Hunt from where Bradshaw is standing. And he goes, "Let me get the coach up here, Andy Reid. Andy, come on, waddle over here right now." And uh, <laughs> Says says waddle over here. What? Says waddle over here and then interviews Andy Reid and then tells him something along the lines of, well, that cheeseburger is going to taste awfully good after this game. Yes. Terry Bradshaw. What the hell? Does Terry Bradshaw know that he's got a boiler now? Does like Bradshaw's heavy now? Well, I think he thinks he's just being folksy and fun and everything. That he might talk about that. He might like bust his chops like that in like in real life. There's but I feel like twenty million people watching. Yeah, that's not the time to be doing it in front of his friends and family and yeah, twenty million people watching on television. Maybe Reid's made progress. He's lighter than he used to be. Somebody might have to give uh, Terry a talking to. Yes, we might need an be intervention. Like, like, okay, Terry, you're in your old age. You're getting a little too comfortable. Yes. You're about to become that old man that starts telling inappropriate jokes. Um, you don't want to be that guy. Oh, God. I'm so scared of that. <sighs> Sean, my grandpa had a stroke and was inappropriate at the end of his life. I, I feel like uh, that's that's the thing I fear most in my life. He was an inappropriate guy that you can't bring around. Uh, you can't take him out to a restaurant. He's just a stream of consciousness of unfiltered thoughts and everything. Um, You're worried about and, becoming that guy eventually? I don't know. Just in any respect. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. I don't want to be remembered like that way. I don't. Uh, it's uh, that's a tough one. Yeah, that's a tough one. Yeah, that's yeah. So it's, not that, that's not how I remember him or anything. But no, it was, it, that's not how he lived his life. He no, went from no. Being like uh, completely different. He became a completely different person. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, he literally. Yeah. So yeah, Bradshaw literally said waddle over here, Andy. Um, so somebody said, what are y'all's, I think he means takes, uh, autocorrected here, on what are y'all's takes on refs being held accountable to a similar extent that players are, like fines for Mr. Blown Calls. See, that's a tough one because players aren't actually fined for, for bad plays. Right. <laughs> they're fined for illegal bad, like they're fined for bad actions. Yeah, like, violence. Uh, you know, yeah, violence. So it's, I think... This is what you need to know about the officials. And I think maybe people don't realize this. They do get rolled out of the league. Like, they are held to a certain standard. They get graded, and the ones that grade the worst get replaced by new guys coming in. So I think that in this day and age, it's increasingly hard to find officials at any level because people like us and on social media make life miserable for them. I mean, guys like us have always made life miserable for them, but I think it it didn't affect them necessarily as much as like now it's like constant and pervasive. They hear from it all the time at the lower levels, especially they like people are confronting him in person and everything. So um, I'm not actually for that. I think that a lot of the changes they need to make really for the NFL officiating are on the, on the, the, 
uh, procedural side. Yes. Like they got to they have a they got to have a better system for how these guys are supposed to operate as they ask them to legislate more and more things throughout a game. It so is, I don't I don't think finding an official is necessarily as productive in the long term as, as it might feel in the short term. They also don't make nearly the money players do or coaches, you know, like they like I mean I don't know what they make, but you start taking 10 grand a pop from an official and I know they all have full-time jobs as well. Yeah. But I, you know, like I I don't know. I I get it. Should they be held? Yeah, that's I think Seth pointed it out. The way they're held accountable is that if they're if they suck at it, they're going to get managed out of their jobs. <laughs> Somebody says only sissies were offended by Terry. Oh my god. I'm not I'm not offended by it. No, it's ironic. I feel like I feel like it's like man, like out of professional courtesy and like oh, wait, okay, now wait a second here. This is what I don't understand everybody. Like at what point did all of a sudden it turn into the old school values were to be like as crude and rude as possible in public. Like whenever you could. This is where I think there's a little bit of a disconnect. <laughs> I think there's a bunch of people out there right now that act like, "Well, Back in the day, I could say what I wanted to say. I'm like, no, actually, back in the day, like people wouldn't swear in public, and they were try- they would be polite to to women, and it was uh, like, yes, there was a there was there's always been hypocrisy, and sure, they were bastards in other respects of life, but like, let's not like act like telling a Super Bowl champion coach to waddle on out here was just par for the course back in 1965. Right. Back when men were men, right? Right, Like, right. no, back then, that's the really ironic part about it. Back then, Andy Reid might actually fist fight Terry Bradshaw over yeah, it yeah. in the parking lot afterwards. All right, Payne and Pendergast with you on a Reaction Monday. Um, up next, the Astros make a big move, and Fox makes a big move that I think is going to be a big dud. Oh, no. We'll discuss next. <laughs> Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Sports Radio 610 presents Payne and Pendergast. All right, good to be with you. Payne and Pendergast, Sports Radio 610. We talked a lot of football. We will get back to the football in the next segment. Real quick, the Astros extended Christian Javier over the weekend. Pitchers and catchers showing up in two days. Pretty exciting. We get a little baseball pretty soon. A um, little spring training. Uh, five uh, years. You know what? You know what I don't like about it, Sean. What's that? The Astros consistently being penalized with these short off seasons. 
They need to um, – if the Astros – every time the Astros make the World Series two years in a row, they need to go ahead and push the regular season back another month <laughs> okay. to accommodate the Astros. <laughs> okay, okay, so they're fully rested. I yes. hear you. I see you working. Um, five years – can I okay, Christian Javier, five year extension. But, uh, yeah. Can I sixty four million dollars? Just so can I ask know. you one thing? Yeah, sure. Do you understand now with this short off season, like why there might be some load management uh, early in the season? Yes. Are you, are you going to not freak out? Yes, every time I've already Dusty said I'm not going to. to. I told okay. you I'm not going to earlier. All right. Yeah. All right, I'm going to hold you to it. Okay. No, I know you will. I know you yeah. will. Yeah. No, I've already said. I admitted. After the season was over, that I was wrong about the load management. I said like two weeks ago the the one thing. Okay, this I will not stand for, though, Seth. Yeah. Uh, the Jose Altuve's out of the lineup today, so whoever's playing second base gets the bat lead off. That's um, stupid. I will stand by it. You know why? Because why? of the load management, yeah. there is just already way more shuffling in the lineup than would be ideal when you want to guys just guys get guys comfortable, perhaps being where they are and not make such of a um, not not have things be uh, so unstable all the time. So if yeah, if Mauricio Dubon needs to hit leadoff one day, uh, then so be it. That's okay. uh, that's just the way it goes. Because otherwise, like when you want to give some juice to a guy, like remember, hey, moving Springer to leadoff ended up being an awesome thing. But if if guys don't have an established position, then you get no extra juice by moving him around when it's time to try to break him out of a slump or something. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm still going to come. I'm, I'm going to be, you're reaching, I'm gonna be annoying this year. You're reaching. <laughs> I'm going to be the old, uh, you guys are overreacting. I'm going to be like, you know, no, you guys are overreacting. I think you forget the Astros won a World Series you, last year. You, yeah. you, you have my promise. I'm not going to complain about the load management, but I will complain about stupid lineup stuff like that. Putting, putting a lead Ms. Diaz at cleanup because he's, he's playing third base instead of Bregman. That's yeah. silly. Yeah. Just yeah, stop it. Silly like a fox. That's what I'd say. <laughs> Sorry about your World Series. I know this. Yeah, everything Sean. I bring up now that's critical. Like they did win a World Series. <laughs> it's true. Chaz McCormick true. is hitting ninety three. Yeah. Uh, World Series in, in week six. Sorry, I, I didn't realize you didn't appreciate that catch he made. It's funny. It, field. I was yeah. I was writing a piece for the Houston Press for tomorrow about all these contract extensions that they've done, similar to the Javier one. Because this is like the fifth one that they've done that's in this category. Altuve, Altuve didn't have arbitration years left, but they, they extended him early. Bregman, McCullers, Alvarez, and now Javier, and who knows, maybe Tucker. And I'm, I'm rating whether or not, you know, I'm kind of rating each one on whether or not it was a success. And, like, at the end of the day, I'm like, they won a damn World Series. I would do everything the same all over again. Like, even it's, the bad stuff yeah. you would do again. Because you won it, the World Series. Right, you won the World Series. But it is a, there's a little bit of hazard. What's that called? I think it's uh, it's a survivor's bias or whatever. There's a you know sometimes just because something worked out doesn't mean that everything you did leading up to it yeah. was was the proper thing to do. Fact of the matter is, whenever something, you, whenever you win anything, there were still some things that could have been improved. Oh, of upon. course. So yeah. you never want to get into that position where you're saying like, well, whatever they were doing before seems to be working, so just keep on doing it all the same way. And I, and and I think that is though. The be- that's why I was actually excited about them getting rid of James Click. I, I know that people got nervous about that because it felt like you were messing with a good thing. If you want to sustain success, 
the last thing you want to do is everything exactly the same because the, the game changes, your players change, the circumstances change. There's so many things changing all the time that it's never the proper thing to do everything exactly the same. And I think there are simply things that, that Jim Crane wanted to see out of James Click that he wasn't getting. And, um, and it's, it's, it's a good sign. There's always going to be uncertainty and instability. It's a good sign that they're not getting complacent about it. So Javier gets five years, 64 mil. That's under $13 million a year. For a guy who, if he had thrown more innings last year, would have been among the leaders in so many different categories. Yep. As it turns out, he was the leader in throwing combined no-hitters in the postseason this year and swung. He he wasn't the MVP of the World Series, but he had the most valuable performance in the World Series. You know, I felt bad for Chandler Rome because in his article in the Chronicle after this extension was announced, mm-hmm. I think some maybe some like some new editor or just like I don't know AI or something screwed up and, and <laughs> it read he's got a hard to read fastball that's been dubbed. And then in quotation marks, invisible. And I'm like, oh no, I'm pretty sure Chandler oh. meant to write the invisible. Oh. But uh, yeah, it was, uh, it ended up being really clunky writing by somebody who knows better. So I blame either, um, some fresh out of college editor or just artificial intelligence. I, I blame autocorrect that Chandler yeah. didn't see. And then his editor doesn't really know about the invisible. That's what I'm going to go with. That's I don't think prediction. it was autocorrect because he were, he wrote, he would have written, then it would have been the invisible. Oh, okay. And it just, all it said was it was known as invisible okay. in quotes. Yeah. Gotcha. I guess, okay, if I'm going to play devil's advocate or uh, Mr. Dark Lining on the Cloud or something, is there is there a hazard in now that Christian Javier will be getting hopefully more and more innings uh, that the invisible will lose its effect, that it'll start to be easier to pick up? As that they'll catch up on it? it? Like, you, yeah. uh, we got film on this guy now. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I think part of it is just it's just physics. Yeah. It's just gonna it's a different it's it's hard to read, it looks different, the spin rate's crazy, and it's gonna be hard to hit no matter how much you see it. Um can I tell you my phone, Seth, when I start to type texts to you with the word Coop Shanistan, it starts to recognize the word Coop Shanistan in my phone. Does it capitalize it? It does, it, it does. Proper noun, yeah, Coop yeah, Coop Shanistan. Pretty and, excited. Uh, yeah, I, I I caught on a lot better than I thought it would since I, the inventor of the phrase Still have to look at it in print sometimes to pronounce it correctly. But uh, the Kubshanistani the people are a, a proud people. And one of our own is now offensive coordinator. Indeed, so, yes. indeed, indeed. Um, the uh, MLB coverage on Fox just got worse yesterday. Um, Derek Jeter, <laughs> Derek Jeter is now part of what I presume is their studio team. God forbid they put him on games. The most boring, milquetoast, perceived to be superstar of all time is now part of uh, Fox's coverage on MLB. He was welcomed onto the set yesterday at the Super Bowl with Kurt Minifee and with Alex Rodriguez, his former teammate, who handed him a Fox jersey that said number two Jeter on the back. Michael Strahan was there. They yucked it up about tea times and expensive dinner reservations. And then at the one point in the conversation up there, in front of a a throng of football fans are up on that stage. It almost looks like ESPN game day. They're on a stage. There's fans going crazy. The one time he's asked for an opinion on something, the very first time as an employee of Fox, Derek Jeter has asked for an opinion on something to pick a winner of the Super Bowl. He can't even do that. Once again, congratulations, Derek Jeter, joining our team. Happy to have you, man. You won't be here at the end of the broadcast. Who are you taking, the Chiefs or the Eagles? It's, It's... 
because, you know, we played against his dad. So uh, I'm hoping for a good game. I'm trying to be politically correct here. You can't this is not my element, the football fans, not my element. All right, the first part there, he said, it's hard to pick against Pat. We played against his dad, yeah. Patrick Mahomes Sr. He didn't make a pick. Yeah, He said, I'm yeah. just hoping for a good game. He's Who do you think to is going to win the Super Bowl? I'm just hoping for a good game. That ain't going to cut it, Jeter. He had every chance in the world right there to piss off a bunch of Philly fans and Thank just you. embrace it and just bask in it. Yeah. He's going to have to learn to enjoy it, which is weird because he's had his – it's not like he was, you know, like shrunk from the Boston Red Sox fans or anything. No, you know, yeah, you, dude, you've got one job. You're going on there before the Super Bowl. They might ask you about a pick for the. Uh, okay, so this is a, this is what I didn't like about the Super Bowl yesterday is that I realized that both. Ben Affleck and Derek Jeter were going to be much more in my life than they used to be. <laughs> we thought we'd come to a nice area, a, a nice time in America when Ben Affleck and Derek Jeter had agreed to kind of take a backseat to a lot of other people. Yeah. But now, bam, there they are, front and center, in a Dunkin' Donuts commercial and on stage with Derek Jeter. Yeah. Or yeah. with, uh, with uh, the, 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 what's his face? Did, did, you see the, uh, did you see the ad for the new movie that Ben Affleck and Matt Damon are in about uh, Michael Jordan and Nike? I did see that. It's intriguing to me. Yeah, I'm a, I'll I go feel see like it. It's, I feel like the based on true events is probably going to be a little too correct. I feel like there was um, – I don't like in the – I don't like in the preview when I can see that, like, oh, yeah, that definitely never happened. That's just something they created for – for I, like, they're going to really dramatize the decision or something uh, more so than it probably was. Oh, I yeah. don't know. It's Hollywood. Yeah. It's what they're supposed to do. I like that – I like that Matt Damon is so willing to just look like kind of the frumpy middle-aged dude yeah. as an actor. I, like, it's probably just, fun getting there with all the stuff you get to eat. That's true. Yeah, <laughs> <You> <laughs> yeah, know? but it doesn't take that long. Yeah. that's a problem. Like back when you're, if you were a 20 year old trying to, you know, play an overweight fighter or something, then he's got to eat donuts all day long. Right. Once you get to 50, it's like, oh, I got to gain 10 pounds. I guess I'll just not get on the elliptical for a couple of days, and I'll have a, I'll have a, a, a salty meal. Yeah. And boom. There I am. Last yeah. thing I need to do is run into Terry Bradshaw and have him tell me to waddle on over here. <laughs> <laughs> you did, Andy Reid. Right. Yeah, did you like? Uh, you looking forward to that movie, the Nike movie? Yeah, yeah, I'll go see it. I'm, I'm not like circling the date or anything, but I'll go see it. it looks, so Ben Affleck was playing Phil Knight. In I this believe movie? he is playing Phil Knight in that movie. Yes, it's what it okay. looked like. I'll go do the IMDb during the break. Um, the uh, we'll get back to the Super Bowl uh, a little later on this hour. Um, the we didn't get to this yet. The lawsuits late last week were flying, including McAfee getting sued. What? And Michael Irvin filing lawsuits. Oh, boy. Oh, yeah. We've got audio for this stuff. This is good stuff. Big million, multi-million dollar lawsuits being filed for defamation. That is next. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame. Two more reps, two more. You deserve this ice cold reward. Medela, 
the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents Payne and Pendergast. This show has grown so much that we're lucky to be live from Radio Row. We're lucky to have a little bit of say in sports. We're thankful that we have the opportunity every day to be a part of the sports media world. And I guess whenever you get a little bit too big, you fly a little bit too close to the sun. That's right. I'm getting sued alongside Shane Sharp and an auditor from Mississippi <laughs> by Brett <laughs> Favre. <laughs> That's Pat McAfee. Host of the highly popular Pat McAfee show and co-host uh, of SmackDown on Fridays, WWE. So he Fox. is getting sued for what Brett Favre claims are uh, unfair comments. Defamatory comments, yes. Defamatory comments about his situation where he's accused uh, <laughs> of misappropriating uh, handling, funds. Uh, charity money uh, it, illegally. He's accused of it. Yep. Um, and uh, a lot of the now McAvee. Yeah, it's actually can, state state funds that are supposed yeah. to go to underprivileged. They went to a volleyball program at USM, according to where his daughter was a yeah. volleyball player, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. So I guess um, let's tread carefully here, shall we? Because McAvee McAvee claims that everything they ever said about it, they were very careful to say allegedly, and he's accused of this and accused of that. So um, I don't know. All I know is McAfee might be completely innocent, and yet he'll have to spend money on lawyers to defend himself. Yeah, well, he was very – it does suck. He was was very – adamant about you know i don't really have a lawyer you know he's 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 very cavalier let's take a listen he talks about getting letters from Favre's lawyers Brett Favre suing me in a defamation lawsuit saying i defamed his name to try to earn a profit with this obviously i believe comes discovery and depositions and all these other things so i would like to let the new york lawyers that wrote me two letters before this thing got announced first letter was we would like you to go back and erase every single video that has Brett Favre's name mentioned in it from your YouTube library, your Twitter library, and everything else. This is a warning shot, pretty much. So I looked at that. I said, that is hilarious. Of course we're not doing that. Put that down. Move on with my life. Then a few days later, just a few days ago, actually, you have until Wednesday, okay? This Super Bowl week, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time, to issue a public apology to Brett Favre and also to erase all of the video in your catalog that involved Brett Favre's name. That is 8.30 Wednesday. So my wife read that to me because I was here. She was not here yet. And I immediately started laughing because my wife understands I'm one of the worst apologizers in history. (laughs) It's tough to get me to do it. It is. It's very difficult. So now I had a deadline, 8.30. I was planning on doing it. Yeah. We played pickleball. Sure. We did. It right. happened. Flew right through. Oh, I'm sorry. I just do? learned about a drop shot. <laughs> so, <laughs> so McAfee, DGAF about this. <laughs> I don't know if um, 
That's that's the image he's portraying. Yeah. I gotta think. I got whenever you get a whenever you get a letter that you're getting sued, it's it's not a fun day. No, um, I get anxiety. It's happened to me. Uh, it's happened to me once before. Yeah. Yeah. It's not you fun. Probably. I don't know. But this is where you have. If, you know, the, I if you've got the right insurance and everything, then it's nice because you're just like, hey, insurance company, here, take care of this for me, okay? And then they send their, you know, they send their goons after the other guy's goons. Yeah. And then there you go, and you don't have to worry about it. So I would imagine, I'd imagine he's got some kind of an umbrella policy or something. Probably, that, uh, probably. Protects him in this, and, and he'll be all right. But he seems ready. He seems ready to go to war. Here he is closing things out. We take a lot of pride in our work. We had to cover that situation. And uh, we certainly said allegedly. And a lot of people are wondering how my lawyers are going to handle this. You know it. I ain't got them. So <laughs> let's ride this. I'm excited to see how it goes. I'll see you in court, pal. Uh, cheers to everybody and cheers to Feel Good Friday not being ruined at all by that. Cheers. No, no. Cheers to all you guys. Cheers. I'll be honest. I kind of wanted to go to court now. <laughs> I'd like it to go to court, too, because this is the – well, the old standard is, hey, if uh, – okay – if I'm being false, people say, like, no, I'm being falsely accused. And then you say, okay, well, then if you're so adamant that you're being falsely accused, why don't you sue over it? Um, and there are reasons that you wouldn't, for one, because it costs money to sue people, too. Yes. If you don't, if you don't have a good case, even though you, you might be angry about it, it's not always the best thing to just throw good money after bad trying to sue somebody when you've got no chance of winning it. Um, I, yeah, what do you think happens with this? It's really hard in this country to sue uh, somebody in the media for libel unless it's unless you've got proof that like yeah if if basically as i understand it McAfee would have to like be in a memo or on camera somewhere saying like i'm going to stick it to Favre. i can't wait to do it and uh, here's why yeah. i got to make some money off of it yeah. uh, it's just that's, uh, that's the way it works i think uh, it goes away I, yeah. I like i don't i'm i'm with you and i you know i would I don't know. I don't know. With McAfee, we don't have a long track record with him. He hasn't been doing this very long. He's super successful. I'd like to think that somebody actually went back in, in his crew and maybe did the legwork of listening to their Favre segments before he went on his show and started taking that tone. You know what I mean? Yeah, but, like, he, yeah, but they might not. They know. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like they we, played, they, Well, they did go back and they played some of it from, uh, from previously. Did they? And it, okay. They sound, I think that one of the things that they thought, I think he said that, they were quoting something Shannon Sharp had said, and perhaps somebody interpreted that as them saying it. Okay. And you know how these things get repurposed and re- written about, and um, it's, yeah. uh, it's not always as clear. Like, the articles written about it don't, don't, don't reflect what they actually said. Um, the other lawsuit that is, um, I just Googled, it looks like it's still open here, um, Michael Irvin has filed a $100 million defamation lawsuit against Marriott and a female employee who accused him of misconduct. This was Michael Irvin on our sister station, 105.3 The Fan, about a week ago. He was pulled off of the NFL Network and ESPN last week because of this alleged incident that was caught on camera. Here was Michael Irvin with the guys on 105.3 The Fan describing um, what he was being accused of. I don't remember it, but but I, I guess when I came in, they said, because they asked, they said, what'd you do? I said, I went straight to the room. But I guess I had met somebody in the lobby, talked so talk to somebody in the lobby for about a minute. And then I went to my room, and then after I got off air and got to work, they said, uh, come on, we got to move you in a hotel. I said, what? Move you in a hotel for what? So they moved my hotel, 
And I said, what's going on, guys? What's going on? What's happening? Why would we move a hotel? And they said, well, that, that, the last night you walked in, you talked to somebody. I said, I didn't talk to anybody. I went straight to the room. And, and then they showed it on camera that I did talk to somebody. I talked to his girl for about a minute. I don't, I don't know what – they didn't show it to me. They told me, and I didn't see it. I don't, I don't know what she looked like or anything. But that's why they moved me. That's why they moved me because I guess the girl said I said something to her within that minute that that we talked, and, you know, so they moved me. All right, so that was Irvin. They moved him to a, a, a different hotel. I, guess, I, I don't know if the – I don't know if the strongest defense is. I had a few drinks and I can't remember what I said, he, but I definitely, I definitely didn't say anything bad. Right, right. He was kind of joking towards the end of the conversation with those guys. Like, well, I was kind of drinking a little bit, you know. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Um, so it's a hundred million dollar lawsuit. He's suing Marriott, suing the accuser. Uh, said he's baffled by the accusation, and uh, the accuser, whose name goes by Jane Doe in the lawsuit. Um, no criminal complaint has been filed against Irvin for whatever it is he did. So Worth she noting. complained to the hotel, and the hotel had an issue with it. And now, um, I don't know. I feel like his issue might be with the network more so than than Marriott or the woman. Taking I mean, him off he, air? Yeah, yeah. I mean, if like if, if a woman makes a complaint and the hotel is, uh, abides by what the – I mean, the the only thing that the hotel did was perhaps ask him to to leave – it's up to the network then that made it that made it a public thing. Um, so I don't know, but I guess he probably doesn't want to sue his employer just right this moment. Yeah, he's he's seeking damages for defamation and wrong wrongfully interfering with a business relationship, which yeah, would be him getting yeah. yanked off the air. So well, I wonder what his defense is going to be if he can't remember what he actually said. Uh yeah, it's a good question. I don't know. It's really. Lawyers. I mean, I like I, like honestly, was somebody not? Was somebody not talking to Michael Irvin about like, dude, you're in the? <laughs> How is Michael Irvin somehow not familiar with the way the the legal processes in these things work? Shut your yap about things. Yeah, you don't go. Listen, I don't care how innocent you think you are. Shut your hole until like the lawyers get involved. My God, he called you. Them. Don't go on air and say, "I'll be honest." This thing I'm being accused of, I have no memory of it. <laughs> But I definitely didn't do it. Yeah, he called them because he's like, hey, guys, I'm calling. Maybe you haven't heard this news about me yet. <laughs> yeah. The playmaker. Making plays. All right. We, go, we, head, into the, uh, we head into the 9 o'clock hour. Let's, let's recap. We're, we're going to go back, take a look at the Super Bowl. The big picture takeaway and are Texan fans after last night's Super Bowl even happier about the way things worked out on the head coaching front? That is next. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. 
Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 